Hello and welcome to Unscripted Leadership. I am your host, Heather Arico, Vice President of Enterprise Sales and Sales Engineering for Comcast Business. Unscripted Leadership focuses on Comcast's business role in the tech industry and how it serves its clients. The podcast specifically highlights executives' challenges in their respective industries and how technology is enabling better efficiencies and productivity. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. For our episode today, I have the privilege of talking to Jeff Brown, Chief Information Officer for Piedmont Healthcare. Welcome, Jeff, to Unscripted Leadership. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad that you could join us. So let's just jump right in, Jeff. Kick us off by sharing with the audience a little about your background and journey to becoming CIO of Piedmont Healthcare. Happy to do so. So I started out, CIOs didn't exist when I started out. I started out in the uh, banking industry, and I was responsible for supporting something called a customer information communication system. Some of you know it as the early days of 24-hour banking. Believe it or not, at that time, you could not get cash out after midnight. They had to shut those systems down and update them overnight so ledgers would show your debits and credits and all that kind of stuff. But what was great about that, the banking and financial industry was known for staying on top of technology. Mm -hmm. And my skill set was programming, operational support, and communication system support. And so that was what launched me into the business, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I married early in uh, 1980, I mean 1979, and around 81 we had our first son, and my mother-in-law, who was a nurse, came ill with oh. uh, breast cancer. Mm. We ended up doing something called a home hospice, and that's where you bring them into your home and allow them to uh, you know, work through their transitions as time goes on. And, uh, and that happened, but I met visiting nurses, uh, we had a physician that rounded. I had never been exposed to the healthcare industry per mm-hmm. se. So ultimately, a year and a half or two into that, she passed away. And uh, I decided to volunteer for a hospice program, and it was the Emory Grady Hospice Program. Mm. And they assigned me patients, and I enjoyed helping families. I was a young husband, so believe it or not, that support structure for me with you know, my mother-in-law, my wife, and helping her through her needs and understanding what this process would look like. It really exposed me to something that um, really changed my life. Mm-hmm. And so as I volunteered for hospice, they asked me to support pro- an application I had written. It really was just a, a real way of structuring my report outs. They would give you five or six families, and you would be required to take notes and and update those notes. And what some of that was repetitive, so mm-hmm. I put a structured document together so that a group called Key Punch that don't exist today, you could go in and just update forms, give it to them, they would update it, and it would be consistently presented across my reports. And they asked me to do that for for the system because you couldn't go out and buy those mm-hmm. applications at, at that point in healthcare. So that was what got me started, and uh, I ended up being recruited by a company called HBOC out at Perimeter Area, joined them and became part of their support structure for the hospital, Fulton DeKalb Hospital Authority, and it took off from there. 
Yeah. So I love to hear, because we always think about where's the passion come from. And what you just explained to the audience is um, that you have a passion that's based in, you know, your family environment. Because I think what we're all looking for in our healthcare needs is who understands us, who sees us, who feels us in the moment. So it's amazing for you to share that your passion in this industry comes from sure love for technology, but really this holistic care for a person as well. It's about helping people. Yeah. And, and that's the bottom line. And again, you, you would think that everybody would be conversant with technology and you would think it would be pretty rampant. But what I found is I had the ability to, you know, develop applications. I had the ability to take ideas that clinicians had or operational business folks had and put it into a program format Mm -hmm. that would allow them to do some of the early automation that now you can just sort of go and buy from companies that have jumped into the business and and do that but it was ground up and so that was my my foray into healthcare, and I think I was pretty good at it and people brought me along and no doubt. gave me different roles and, it's, <laughs> and uh, my first opportunity was presented by uh, Grady Health System That's as awesome. a CIO. Well, actually the Baptist Health System, Georgia Baptist mm-hmm. Health System, and then then Grady recruited me in as part of the HBOC consulting group that came in to update their facilities. That's great. I love this uh, history in Atlanta healthcare and how you've touched so many of the big healthcare systems in Atlanta and helped them grow and develop that technology over time. That's incredible. So you and I have talked about kind of early on passion, yes, but in terms of leadership, moments of truth is the phrase that you use. And I just have held on tight to that phrase since our conversation. So can you share more with everyone about how your leadership is really founded on moments of truth? Well, two or three things, but we're, we typically operate behind the scenes. Now, in modern-day times, you know, everything is front-end and it's automated. You're touching customer relationship management systems and all types of things. But back then, it was, uh, you know, much of the support work and activity happened in the background. And so the only times that it really mattered, you know, on a public front was when something happened or there was a, a lunch or a go-live and really, it doesn't matter how much you, how well you bake the cake, you know, you really couldn't test that out until you went live. That's right. So m- moments of truth for me were, yeah, you're doing it great. You know it in the background. Your team knows it in the background. But it really only counts when it is public facing. Mm-hmm. When you when you launch a, a go live, when there is an issue, and mm-hmm. in, in, in response to that issue, those types of things. And so that's what I meant by it. you could be great, but if when moment of truth comes, if it doesn't work right, you know, you're trash. Well, and I, I love how you set your team on that mission, right? You set right. your team on, we can practice, practice, and you got to practice, right? You have to run the test environments. That's right. Um, but let's talk about the real moment of truth, and let's have a plan for how we react no matter how that goes, right? That's right. Yeah. And, and and that's what you're graded on. Is, mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, in sports, it's win, we're here in this facility. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wins and losses, right? You either, right. You're either hit hit the mark or you didn't and that's how you judged yeah that's very good you you gave us some inside baseball in the moment (laughs) i love it all right we're going to pivot to georgia hymns hymns is something uh, near and dear to your heart it is something near and dear to the audience's heart so as the president of georgia hymns tell us what's on your mind the mind of your peers as you have those um, conversations with them and you know really just in terms of driving innovation in healthcare. 
Well, for me, it's, it's huge because it is an organization that helps you no matter where you are in your career path. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're an executive level, they have programs to help you develop and mature. There are a couple of organizations. You have HIMS. There's another organization that's dedicated to CIOs, but I'll stay with HIMS. And as you go through it, there's a technology arm of it. Mm-hmm. There is a organizational arm of it there's an arm of it that allows you to develop and mix with your peer groups mm-hmm. and and be and talk about things that are relevant to your organization but also understand what's happening in other states and in other market areas and so as you look at it what i found out anyway is it doesn't matter what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. what really again matters is what your organization needs and your ability to i would say collaborate with mm-hmm. the business leaders and sort of convert and translate information in a way that they can receive it through governance. For the most part, you're able to get everyone aligned on what the investment stream needs to be in order to accomplish or move from A to B mm-hmm. with whatever the solution is. And as you start to look at leveraging and standardizing and those types of things, it's really a journey. Because again, remember there are many different parts to the ecosystem on a technology level. Mm-hmm. And people don't, you know, people don't really want to get into the technology. They really want to understand how you're going to address or solve a business need mm-hmm. or from a strategic perspective. How will this allow us to accomplish communication within a certain market? Or maybe we want to address a group of patients or providers in Mm -hmm. some way, or maybe we want to make enhancements to the way they do their jobs so that they can effectively do those uh, in a very uh, coordinated way. And so you have to convert technology into a business communication that people can understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and and that's how you, 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 you make, you're successful. I keep hearing this theme of you being the master at blending technology and people meaning that you're bringing the business leaders, people to the table to say, hey, what are you hearing from the people, the clients um, that, you know, traverse our doors every day and are in our system every day? You know, what does that look like? So I think you're getting it right. And it's just something that a lot of people struggle with is finding the time to have those conversations and then implementing meaningful results. You know, I would tell you there's a whole back office operation. So, you know, the, the the, the secret in the room is the front-end things are the things that touch your employees that support different departments mm-hmm. and users, but behind the scene you have folks that work on your network. A network is how you connect environments and use smart technology like your mm-hmm. phone to uh, exchange or email. Mm-hmm. Those types of things on, happen on a high-volume level. You have folks that look at the infrastructure and data centers and you know, a ton of people to keep these things and keep the, keep the lights running, and, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, they do a number of things behind the scene that no one is aware of. But if they don't do those things well, uh, it creates problems mm-hmm. in the environment. And so, again, very important group. And there's a whole industry of folks that do that. And that's really the back end side is really much yeah. of what IT is all about. You know, the, the, the high-profile applications that you use, whether it's email or whether it's EHR systems, EHR systems are where pay, patients get registered, they get scheduled for labs, and 
or imaging type technology, and that's all sort of consolidated into a framework. That's that's all that you see on the front end, but behind that mm-hmm. is a whole series of professionals that make it happen. And so, so and and so you have to take that and then communicate in ways that support. So they get the information they need to be effective, but also you have to talk in terms of what your business needs mm-hmm. are so that the organization can make good decisions around it and inform decisions around how do we come together strategically. Yeah, and what's that forward-facing impact? So yes. we're doing all the minutiae, all the behind-the-scenes, mm-hmm. but how does it land for the moment of truth <laughs> when you're launched, right? Everything is a moment of truth, I believe, in so, at right. some level. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that will stick with me, I believe, forever. Uh, so we talked a little bit about hymns. Thanks for sharing more about your presence there, your commitment there. Talk to me, too, because that's a time commitment. Uh, so what other charity or community investment is a passion project for you? I do a, a, a number of things outside of my formal role. But again, I'm committed to, as I've seen families and seniors, I, so, I, I like to support programs like during the holidays, that type of thing that we recognize and, and participate in, helping others get you know dinners and things like that. So you know nothing, nothing major, but it's always community based, mm-hmm. and, and and so I, I like to do community based types of things. Uh, but I would say you know my family, in particular, uh, enjoys connecting with the communities that we are we live in and making sure that we're part of those efforts. That is awesome. Yep this 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 impact sense of community. It's really your DNA, right? I think so. Yeah, it is. It's just the way you live your life. I love it. it and started out that way, as you shared. So so tell us then what you know what technology trends, Jeff, are you most excited to explore in the next five years or more? Well, there's there's something hot right now. Everybody heard of this this new term called Chat GPT or that's generative right. <laughs> AI, artificial intelligence. And I think that's that's a, that's a driver even in, in our environment. Mm-hmm. Just about everybody now that you hear from, there's something about AI. Mm-hmm. You're hearing about the impact it can have on the on the workforce and 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 some of the things, some of the tasks that it's capable of doing to allow people to operate at a higher level of their licenses, mm-hmm. or maybe some mundane task that you can you can prescribe mm-hmm. for it to do. And then allow others to then have a group of things that they would having to do independently. Maybe now you can scrub it, get a group, and then if it meets certain criteria, it can just go through and process. And then that person deals with those things where there was some sort of condition or error or Mm -hmm. another piece of information that was missing and you make folks a lot more productive in that sense. That's right. And so what we I consider AI, one of at Piedmont, we call it intelligent automation, okay. and and it really represents a series of systems, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're robotic process automation tools or whether they're strictly AI developed applications that you do in house, whether there are a series of things with the vendor community that you work with or the products that you license, mm-hmm. and 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 sort of leverage what they're doing in a way that is cohesive with whatever your strategy or the needs are in your organization. And so we're looking at a family of different automated machine learning products, Mm -hmm. if you will, that will sort of form our population of applications at Piedmont. And and we're all trying to grasp with what is the right way to do Mm -hmm. that? How do you govern what are the right projects to take on? And then, of course, how do you put metrics in place to ensure 
that you're in fact capturing and making a difference. Uh, That's right. In the organization around whatever the deliverable items are. And so that is something we're working in right now. I think we're also coming out, of, while everybody's trying to get away from it, we're coming out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And in our particular case, I think we have grown significantly in Georgia. So one of the things we want to do, and, and I sort of compare it to this, when you when you grow a businesses, uh, you t you do those fairly rapidly. It's like having your house. Let's say mm -hmm. if you if you or your first apartment, no kids or anything like that. Then you have kids and they fill up the bedrooms. But then maybe your parents mm -hmm. move in and now there's you may have maybe have to add on another room or two. Well, you know they have cars, you have cars. Maybe you decide you want to put in a shed over here, yeah. or a garage over there. Well, one of the things we're doing is always making sure on the core level mm -hmm. that we're trying to be consistent from a standards perspective. And that really means now you get everybody in, we're all on the same boat, but now you need to redesign to ensure that you're doing things in a proficient mm -hmm. way and uh, that you standardize the work so that anybody can move from one place to another and have consistency with how certain work is done, how certain uh, treatment of patients is handled, mm -hmm. how we work with our provider community in ways that allow them to have good uh, integrated communications with the staff, with the, with the patients and families, and with the vendor communities that we have to interact with, with the communication teams. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> That's right. And so forth. So again, very important work, and, it, and it's iterative, so it's a, you have to do it in a way mm -hmm. to where there's good collaboration and and uh, so it's just a constant act to bring these things together, mm -hmm. and it takes a, a team of folks. So you might think of it as a technical responsibility, and there's the part that's technical, and I grew up in that arena, so I have that skill. But I think the other part of it is collaborating with people exactly. that have no interest, have mm -hmm. no idea about technology, but they do have great strengths around the business mm -hmm. and how to accomplish strategic goals that are important for the organization. So we have to marry the two. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I think that's been become a big part of it now. Back at one time, it was back office. That's work. right. Now it's front office. It's, mm -hmm. straight, it's part of in innovation that happens in a company as well as uh, just pure day-to-day -day foundational operations. Yeah, that's right. And it's interesting because you are zoomed into this you know, we talk about the managed services stack, we talk about security stack, and it's very easy, particularly when time is limited, to say, okay, let's put this Band-Aid over here. And what you're talking about is, no, we have to be strategic, we have to make sure that that's seamless, and we have to understand the impact across all departments That's right. in the co collaboration piece. So it's good that you see it like that and execute on it in that way, right? I want to take you back, if I can, for a minute to AI. I, I, I think it's exciting for our community to hear that you're on the cutting edge of how does this work um, in the healthcare industry and at Piedmont. You said something that was interesting, which was impact to productivity of people. What is the culture impact? What are you early on seeing as a culture impact to people uh, at Piedmont? Well, I would say I wouldn't say we have it all figured out yet. I mean, it's so new, particularly some of the more more recent tools that have been made available. But AI has been involved in healthcare for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you might think about images. Uh, we we have a number of imaging applications. A couple of them really take advantage of AI technology where it looks at patterns and it can it can yeah. sort of pull together certain groups 
of uh, findings together so that uh, results can be reviewed quickly mm -hmm. by clinicians. It can identify maybe some things that might be troubling. It won't, it won't make a decision, but it may present information in a way that someone trained can review it and say, okay, well, that, that, that is interesting and take action on mm -hmm. it. Uh, it might, it, it helps in ways where you're collecting certain data points uh, after a patient leaves. And uh, there's work that you have to do to get that, get it put together in a quality way so that it can be reviewed and passed on to others. And so you're able to take that technology and automate and save minutes, hours, mm. in some cases days of work over a period of a week that somebody physically manually had to perform. And so that's that's drilled into a number of applications. In fact, we recently reviewed ours, and even prior to the, gym, the chat GPT wave, mm -hmm. we found that we had probably 12, 15 applications that were leveraging AI in some form or another that were really driving great results. That's Our great. qualities, quality safety service teams have been doing taking advantage of what we call RPA or robotic process automation technology for a few years now. Mm -hmm. For instance, one example would be they would have to go to a website, compare the result within that website, fetch something from three other websites, and and if it all matched, it still they still had to do it with every single case. Now, probably seventy percent of that is automated, right? Wow. And all they have to now do is do the thirty percent, and it allows them to do other quality control processes in that space. So it's not always about displacing people, in, you know, That's the right. way it's sort of put in the media, but it also prevents you and slows down the path of, of uh, how you grow. And, mm -hmm. and, and it keeps people happy because right. they're working at the top of, of their licensing or their skill set, and mm -hmm. they're doing that more important work and mundane work you're trying to trying to eliminate or reduce and automate. So again, that's that's the way people really should look mm -hmm. at it. But the you know, but the, the push is it will take away jobs, and in most cases, it doesn't take away jobs. It enhances the ability to to get things done, and in fact, it moves you from having folks doing mundane tasks. That's to, it more meaningful tasks. So I think people are happier with that as well. That's right. And we all know that happy employees and great employee experience equals great customer service, That's right? right? Yes. So um, I, I love your take on it. Thanks for sharing. Talk to us one last thing. What does Piedmont Healthcare think of Comcast Business? We have this great partnership for multiple years. So what makes that partnership unique? Uh, comparative to others? Well, one thing I like about it, I had an opportunity, I won't call names, but, you know, being in, in my role, I'm, I'm out in the community quite a bit, and I work with my peer groups across the state, and I've been active in some of the organizations that we talked about earlier. And the reality is, you know, there's a delicate balance between your teams and the work you do in your company. Mm -hmm. But you also can't do your work and you can't make progress without your partners in, in vendor community. And one of the things that I noticed as we were starting to grow, we needed to diversify our strategy around how we connect different entities in. And, and we needed to just get bring a little more complexity to that. And uh, I had the opportunity to watch one of your, I will say, marketing people get involved with another organization Obviously, they wanted to, uh, you know, they're, they're there to, to bring home your, your business, Comcast's uh, business, but was, was, was just uh, very professional in, in, in the way that she operated. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm used to aggressive, assertive 
folks just you know just hammering you to try to get get in get in but I, but the quality of that led and it didn't happen overnight uh, as we started looking at diversifying our network strategy and having backup circuits and a variety mm -hmm. of things I learned more about the investment and in infrastructure that had been done by mm -hmm. by Comcast and so it, you know it met a need and you know she didn't I didn't have to seek her out I knew where to find her, mm -hmm. uh, introduced her to our teams, because the way it works, I, I rarely dictate a relationship. I think it has to evolve, and we have to you know, make sure that it's the right fit, right cost, right structure for Piedmont. Uh, and it just played out. But the professionalism, the commitment to the work being done in the community, uh, being part of some of these movement groups to help develop young people. For instance, mm -hmm. in Georgia Hymns, we give we give out uh, six or seven scholarships a year, and typically coming from the the uh, schools. You know, this year we had representatives that won scholarships that attended Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Kennesaw State, and a number of other institutions, and uh, and those are the future leaders. And at some point in the past, uh, a lot of us more senior people relied on that ecosystem for, mm -hmm. to grow, develop. And, and so those things get me excited. Um, but that but that's one thing that I liked about the Comcast organization. I didn't know you when I came. So prior to joining Piedmont, I was in Virginia, northern mm -hmm. Virginia, at a health system there. And uh, when I joined, I didn't, know, I didn't know any of the reps here. I knew of Comcast up there, but didn't know any of the reps here. But it was just through observing the way your organization was connecting into those organizations, but not but knowing how to do it ethically mm -hmm. and, and, and do things the right way. And uh, that just made an impression on me. And when the opportunity present, presented, I, I certainly connected Comcast up with the right folks on my team. And we started a dialogue. And behold, you know, we started with something small. Now you guys have some part of the uh, ecosystem around our, our circuit strategy. That's great. So it started with this catalyst of an amazing person, um, and I know who you're talking about. We love her dearly, uh, this catalyst of this amazing person. But the truth is, you know, I said DNA earlier, and it's what is, you know, what does a real partnership in terms of company relationships look like? And it's this additional commitment, not just the network, not just the infrastructure, but the commitment in the community. How are we all dialed into community impact, um, et cetera, and things like Georgia Hymns together. So thank you for rounding that out for us because it's passion projects for us too at Comcast, not just about infrastructure. So I appreciate it. It still is always about competitiveness, right? True. You know, if you don't, if you're not able to offer the services in a competitive way, even though I might like the person, right? If you're not competitive in how you're going about pricing your mm -hmm. your offerings out and and in a, and being a very versatile in how you can incorporate that into your environment, you know, we can't use you. So That's I right. would say there's a level of proficiency in it, and there's a level of competitiveness in and uh, getting the business. So all of those things come together. And then, of course, if we're going to be relying on you to support our business, you have to have all the performance mm -hmm. metrics and all the other stuff that goes into it. So That's it really right. is a lot more complete, more of a, of a, of a total process than, mm -hmm. you know, just sort of saying, oh, boy. You're a nice person, right? That's right. That's right. So just it, so you it can know start that. with a handshake, but it ends with an ecosystem, <laughs> That's right? right? That's like, exactly yeah. right. I thank you for putting a bow on that. I love mm. the way you put a bow on that because um, it is our goal to stay competitive. And it's to your point, it's a necessity. So, Jeff, we greatly appreciate your insight today. And it's truly been a pleasure for 
myself and the audience to get to know you more. Thank you for being a Comcast business customer and partner. We value you so much. And for our listeners out there, Comcast business offers Ethernet, Internet, Wi-Fi, mobile, voice solutions, TV, of course, and managed enterprise solutions, as we talked about today, to help organizations of all sizes transform their business. So talk to us today to find out how we can help your business grow and thrive. And you can find the Unscripted Leadership Podcast published monthly. So we hope you will continue to tune in with us next month and beyond. Thanks for joining us today.